0: No! <laughs> Hello what? welcome to Day One Patch Podcast. No! <laughs> <laughs> Matt, welcome Matt, to Day One Patch Matt Podcast, Matt, leave, episode leave 325. All of them in. Leave them all of them in when you edit this. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, For- Tim Spencer here. Host. <laughs> oh, was I fired along with Ludov?
1: <laughs> no, you're, fi- you're fired by being interrupted like 700 times. Anyway, continue, sorry.
0: Hello, welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, Episode 325. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. We got Tim Spence here. <laughs> yeah. What was that laugh? Who said that? That wasn't me. <laughs> Who's laughing? Who's laughing? Who's talking there? Uh, Matt Lawrence is over there. I am, yeah. And Adrian Petty. Hello, How you guys doing? Hi.
2: Good, good. Long week. Glad for it to be done.
0: <laughs> uh, top stories today include um, some te- uh, tweets from Jeff Keighley. Oh.
2: About
0: uh, some Activision stuff. Oh. Some hurts me uh, uh, very badly. Uh, Google Stadia is shutting down its internal studios. We have an update on Apple's uh, very expensive uh, AR slash VR headset. And also EA is not worried about buyware, but acknowledges some blips. So that's going to be coming up later in the show. But we're going to start off with what's new. Uh, Tim Spence, what's new?
3: Um, actually, kind of a lot. I um, Since I was last on... I started, I believe, I started and finished uh, Mario Galaxy. I had never played before. Um, Never played three before, I should say. Um, Which was really good. It was enjoyable until like the end. I like, if I had just played that game and then stopped playing when I had enough stars to like get to the end, it probably would have been a more fun playthrough. But because I like, Wanted to try to get as many as I could like the only ones I didn't get. I think I ended with something like 103 or 104 stars out of 120. Um, I was doing a lot of the like harder ones that were like the. uh, The more challenging platforming and like the last levels of the game and stuff. Um, That was. In terms of probably like having the sense of having fun. They weren't as fun. Like, some of them, that it wasn't that they were challenging so much as they were just tedious or annoying. Um, but overall, like, it's a shame because that tainted what would otherwise have been a really fun playthrough. But, um, but yeah, otherwise, really, really solid game. I would probably say of the three games, because I was playing it on the Switch version. So, of the three that I um, have played, like, 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy... I would probably rate it the lowest of the three, but not by much. But, are, you um, do, uh, are you going to do are you gonna do Galaxy 2 now? Um, that I'll have to bust out the Wii for. I actually don't Wii, know if I have a it it's copy actually on the Wii
2: U. You can buy you can buy digitally on the Wii U if you have to. Oh, right? okay. Right. Yeah. That might be you, the way I'd have to do it. You there. you still have to use the remote and the nunchuck, but you don't have to bust yeah, like, off the yeah.
3: it was that's probably for the best because I think using the uh, using the um, pro controller for the switch was a mistake for that game um the motion controls were like still integral to it and with that pro controller it was pretty annoying but uh does it have like six axis the pro controller like type type of thing where you can move it around or yeah interesting yeah so that's how that worked out which was like okay but it would have been better if i had a dedicated like or a properly designed controller for motion for that sort of thing i think But yeah, um, other than that, I also started playing Control again on stream, um, which we had done in the past about what like a year and a half ago probably. Um, I think around when it launched, right? Yeah, not long after. And um, it's uh, that's that's a really good game. I'm really enjoying it. It's very fun to play. It's interesting. The story is engaging. yeah, it's just it's just a good time. I'm really enjoying playing through it. Um Aside from that though, I uh I, I resubscribed to WoW like maybe two weeks ago. And I haven't really like gotten into playing it yet. Um because like a friend of mine was was on vacation for a week, so I was like, Oh, I'll I'll resub to WoW, we can play together. And uh since then we played it like one time but since then like we haven't really so i haven't had a whole lot of desire to play it on my own but i've get been getting back into it and um i mean we've talked about before like if blizzard's good at one thing it's getting you back into their games
2: yeah uh, uh how much how much is a wow subscription a month how much do you drop for that
3: uh canadian i think it's 17 17.50 Ooh, or something what like a netflix subscription yeah i mean it was it's like when it first came out it was 15 so the fact that you know something like 15 16 years later it's only gone up a little bit is not terrible um but and here's how they like justify it the price increase you also get access to uh world of warcraft classic as well so yay to play both I mean, I was excited for Classic when it came out. That's actually what I what got me back into WoW originally was when Classic launched, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can play the game like the way that I knew it back in the day." Um, and I played it for a couple of months, but good god, is it tedious? Like, in, there's a reason that it's <laughs> a the fifteen year old game. The classic one is just like the
2: when it first launched, like yeah, vanilla, like the, the vanilla version. Yep, because because I just got a free month of WoW, and uh, okay. And I don't know if I'm
3: actually going to utilize it. <laughs> Honestly, and... I for like someone who's not like into MMOs that much, I would probably recommend um, WoW over WoW Classic, just because it's like it's a lot easier to get into, unless you really like old school RPGs where you really have to like read everything and uh, like. You know, read read quest dialogue. Know where to go. Know what to do. Um, that sort of thing. I was gonna say, there's probably been a ton of
0: quality of life improvements, right? Mm-hmm.
3: That's that's the biggest thing, honestly, is that the quality of life is just so much better. But uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Those those three, I've been I've been playing. Um, I mean, I, I I just straight up finished uh, Mario Galaxy in like three days i think start to finish and then got into control and pretty decently far in control i think um but then uh, wow is just like a constant burn pretty much because i bought the shadowlands expansion when it first came out like i had pre-ordered the like special edition of it or whatever because I, I always buy the special editions of wow expansions because wow is just that game that's always just always been a thing in the in the back of my mind I'm a huge, huge, huge Warcraft fan. Can I um, ask you a question? Uh, you may. Are you playing WoW right
2: now? Why do you ask that? Because I'm playing Hearthstone right now, and it says you're playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> I'm logged in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was playing it earlier. I, I I was like, I'm on. I'm opening some packs, and I see two friends. I'm like,
3: oh, I wonder who's online. It just says Tim Spence, um,
2: Bastian uh, Grizzly Hills.
3: <laughs> yeah. Man, you're doxing my WoW character, man. Now everyone's gonna know where I am <laughs> when this was recorded. <laughs> what? Uh, when's the last time they, no. that
0: Shadowlands uh, uh, expansion? When did that come out?
3: Uh, end of October, I think October 27th. So they're they're still like heavily supporting this game, then, eh? That's incredible. Well, of course, it's their number one moneymaker. Yeah, I'm just For I'm sure. just
0: curious, like, if they'd ever make a, uh, a, WoW a new too? one or, or update it in in some graphical overhaul i mean best. that's
3: kind of what they do Is like the within the, when the expansions have new areas they like they'll have more modern graphics mm-hmm. i mean they updated the character models like the player character models i think when um after was it after warlords of draenor came out it's been a couple of years now i think but they updated like the character models and animations and stuff the requirements
0: and on this game is
3: hilarious Hilarious how like low it is. An
0: Intel Core i5 3450.
3: I mean, they want it to run on literally anything. Yeah. I mean, Four games. I played this of RAM. game on my mom's old work laptop, like when I first started God playing damn. like that's, that's insane. Like I mean, it wasn't running at, you know, 60 FPS or anything. I was playing at probably like 15, and this was when I was sixteen years old, but mm-hmm. you know. Um yeah, it's 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 been a journey with this thing this beast um and like I don't know they did they like they overhaul the gameplay they overhaul the um the graphics every once in a while they just did like that big level squish for this expansion so the uh you know people don't when they start to play wow they don't have to go holy crap like I have to level up 120 times before I'm at end game <laughs> right uh now it's like 60 is the max. And you can play any expansion at any time you want. So like if you want to level from 1 to 50 or like 1 to 48 all within like just within Burning Crusade or just within Mists of Pandaria or just within Wrath of the Lich King or whatever, you can totally do that now. So it's kind of like more accessible because you can just kind of go anywhere right off the bat, which is cool. Um, but I mean, it is still wow. And there's always a like you will never be able to do everything in this game. Like oh, unless yeah. you've got a character who's already like who's grandfathered into every expansion.
2: Challenge right? accepted. <laughs> oh, there man. was a guy when
3: uh, when achievements were first added. I think it was in when were achievements added to this game. I think it was like it was either I don't think it was as far back as Wrath of the Lich King, but I think it was before Missa Pandaria. Anyway, um, there was somebody who had every achievement in the game, and when they first came out. They were like there was like I think a thousand and fifty achievements. And it's for like literally everything. Like it's every dungeon, every raid, every profession, every, you know, class, like everything. There was achievements for everything. And there was one person who had all of it. Um But I mean, I don't even know how many achievements there are in the game now total. It's probably like at least triple that, maybe even quadruple. How does how does WoW
1: handle, like, the casual players? So you know how, like, in an MMO, you'll get, like, the people that will just sort of go through the game. They won't really know the meta, but they'll just upgrade their gear as they level up, and they don't really know the perfect builds or what gear they're after. They just kind of go, like, oh, that's cool. Like, I think that'll be better, and they just kind of use it. How does WoW handle that, or are you going to be missing out on a lot if you do that?
3: I mean... I think the, the core demographic for WoW is casual players now. Like WoW classic, if you wanted to go back and play it, like you would you have to kind of be the dedicated kind of player. I think there are very few things that they've changed for like the modern release of it versus what it was back in the day. Like, um, you're already like pre attuned to every raid dungeon or whatever. Like you used to have to go like way out of your way to do some some shit before uh before being able to do some dungeons and and things like that, just as an example. Um, so now like we were talking about minor quality of life improvements before, like that's, that's one of them. Um, but for, for wow, retail, I guess is what they call it. The retail game. Um, it's definitely shifted in its target demographic and it's, it's more for the, the casual player now. Um, like every every class is kind of similar i would say in playstyle in that you basically just like use your abilities when they're off cooldown and you'll do well enough um there isn't a whole lot of strategy involved in playing any class anymore every, everything is just so good at like what it does that you know if you go into a dungeon with randoms and you're playing with people that don't really know what they're doing but they're pushing every button like yeah you'll probably win i would say the only like skill Check part of this game anymore is probably PvP. Okay, but but I haven't done PvP and I got a destroyed in
0: PvP on Sotor absolutely destroyed. <laughs> I used to it do okay,
3: I used to, I used to play a decent amount of um PvP. I, I made a PvP character when I first made my like um when I first was like, all right, I'm gonna make a character that I'm gonna min max and I'm gonna actually pay attention to like rotations and I'm gonna pick the best. Uh, race-class combination and blah, 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 this and that. um, And I, I did a decent amount of PvP, but I didn't do, you know, I didn't play it for a year or anything. It was maybe a couple of months. um, And it was all right, but I don't think I would ever say that I was particularly, like, good at it. um, But I did make sure to pick a class that was easier for PvP. <laughs> you know what's interesting, actually,
1: and I was just thinking about this, is it's almost like back in the day all the like hardcore gamer gamer stuff was like like the razor mmo mouse and like the special key i don't know if you guys remember <laughs> Beach. But, like evil uh yeah like but eb games had like uh, a keyboard that you could buy like stuff that you'd like you'd buy like the age of empires 3 module and click that in and it had all the hot keys and there was like a wow one i think and stuff like whatever there was a mm-hmm. bunch of games yeah. whatever games it was and it, se- it seemed like rpgs and maybe strategy because or like mmos are quite a bit of strategy so strategy games like rts and then like mmos were like the big game that was like the hardcore gamer thing now it's like the rpgs and and, and mmos specifically are like the casual games or more casual and the the call of duties and the shooters and all that are the games where you and Fortnite are like where you need to have the meta you gotta have like the the reflexes you got to know what's going on you got to follow the tips you have to know what the builds are what the patches are coming out all that stuff it's bizarre how it like flipped where cod back in the day was just like pick up a gun and shoot at these like enemy players and like help your team win now it's like oh i have a build in Warzone. you know what's my class oh i have this cool class built and it's like a whole thing now
3: well it's kind of like it it shifted games shifted from from being single player to multiplayer right like you couldn't always play multiplayer games, and then certain games like, um, you know, GoldenEye, for example, like they threw multiplayer in as an as an afterthought. Then, like, yeah, it's really unbalanced. Like, you just play Odd Job and you'll win because people have to like manually look down to uh. to. I
1: forgot about that to hit
3: you, but they weren't concerned about balance because they just wanted to add this thing that was going to be fun, and like nowadays it's like you have so many games that their entire shtick is online like yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have um a big difference between like the developers thoughts and on how it's gonna affect their player base and like gameplay and that relationship between right
1: yeah it's interesting how like the balance has shifted i I guess the money has shifted there, too, to the online part where it's like, you know, the battle passes and the microtransactions. And so and 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 like you don't feel bad if you didn't buy something in the shop until your friend bought it. And it's like, oh, well, I grabbed it before it left the shop. And there's like that angle, too. So it's like the extremeness, I guess, of games and the monetization of games has all gone online at this point.
3: Yeah, you can't you can't. Keep somebody on the string with a single player game, really, unless you keep releasing, you know, expansions or, or stuff like that. But you can you can just bleed people dry with online transactions.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: Uh, Adriana, what are you playing?
2: Uh, I am in Hearthstone right now, actually. <laughs> but besides that, um, most of my stuff. Uh, because I, I have to make notes i actually have to list what i play in a week Because i always forget um i played two things by myself hearthstone and dead cells won't bother going to that but then i played diablo 3 with you guys we'll be playing again tonight after this actually um borderlands 3 with you ryan we're almost done yeah you think so <laughs> two thirds we're like two thirds done 2023. That's what I'm
0: guessing. I was gonna say, uh, how many years
1: <laughs> or months have you guys been playing this to be like 66 percent through?
0: I think we could get if we play tomorrow, I would think or uh, Sunday. I think we could get another like three missions done.
2: Yes, I I I was gonna say I can do Sunday. I can't do. Uh, I I have the privilege. I'm in a position where I can get a haircut on Sunday, so I need to take <laughs> that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we want to do later in Sunday, I'm totally fine, but not not a normal time. Yeah. Um. Did Borderlands with you? Did Sea of Thieves with you guys? Uh, And then uh, Overwatch with you and Marty yesterday because that new Year of the Ox, I think it is Year of the Ox event, is out, and um, that's going to occupy a lot of time for the next three weeks. Other than that, I haven't gone back to Syndicate. I haven't gone back to God of War. There is a two new games that I had. Two well. Two new to me games that I've downloaded that I want to start, but uh, I'm not even going to mention them until I actually start them. So <laughs> okay. that will be sometime in 2024,
0: maybe. <laughs> you download them now, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just, I'm <laughs> occupying space on my hard drive. <laughs> uh, All right,
0: Matt, what are you playing? Uh,
2: I have been
1: playing Fallout 76. Of course, I have completed the season early, so I'm done it. Um, thank God. So Three that's, whole that's seasons over. in the camp. Yeah, another season's in the camp. Uh, another season's in the... Did you say camp? Did I hear cam. a play on... Oh, okay. Well, anyway, another season's in the camp. I'll use the play on words. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's done. Um, and I'm looking at potentially doing a little bit of building in my shelter uh, in the game because I haven't really touched it. I built like a weird little clown display and that's about it. So um, I, may, I may go and do a little bit of building now that I have some quote unquote off time from that. Um, and with the an- eagerly anticipated camp update, we can have multiple camps uh, one at a time, but you can go through camp loadouts, I think they're called. That, that's pretty exciting. Um, lately, they've been, they've been doing quite a bit of uh, quality of life improvements, including new inventory management, uh, like tabs and stuff like that. Uh, and just a bunch of different quality of life improvements, which is super nice, bigger stash limit, stuff like that. So that's been super good, and people are actually the. As a result, it seems people are reinvigorated to buy. So the economy's back.
0: It's selling like crazy. It's been. I've been
1: selling like crazy. I bought like so. My kind of thing is is I buy normally. Like I buy whatever I want at at. I'm pretty rich in the game, so like. I buy whatever I want at people's games. You're (laughs) pretty rich
0: in the game. (laughs) Well, I
1: mean, I also play it every single day pretty well. all
0: four of us are pretty much at max caps at all times.
1: Yeah, like we're just at the end game. Like it's not even a flex at this point. We're just at the end game. So I buy whatever I want basically from camps for the most part. And I'm just trying to like fill out my plans and my recipes, ones I don't have. And I've been doing that, whatever. And then usually if my caps start, like they slowly climb, even though I'm buying every now and then. uh, They slowly climb up to a point where... I just end up buying a serum recipe, which is one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive item in the game from like an AI vendor. So I buy those. I do I do use like stuff to make it like the discount perk. And I do use great Bentats and stuff to make the price go down. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I, uh, I bought in this like crazy era. I bought two of those or maybe even three already uh, during this like reinvigorated period. So I've been making money like crazy and uh yeah so it's been good that way and with this other update that there that's coming out with the all oh, the perk loadouts is is so needed too um so you can actually try different builds without like completely tearing apart your perk um your like basically your build and like having one of those perk loadouts dedicated to build craft and repair like using workshops like i'm just gonna call it like my workshop build if you can name them is just gonna be huge so that that basically getting ready for these updates um with of which half of them are already out so yeah so pretty excited about uh the impending updates and utilizing the current ones um so that's pretty good uh and then this basically uh, this week for single player stuff i guess i've been continuing watch dogs watch dogs legion specifically uh really digging really really digging it still i've basically filled my team out i don't know if it's actually full but i've just have kind of all the people I wanted. So I have like a Royal Guard to go into like the Buckingham Palace area. I have a couple of police officers to get into uniformed areas. I have a couple, one or two Albion people to get into other uniformed areas. I have like a drone uh, specialist, uh, uh, like a brawler and then a couple other like general, uh, I have um, an MI5 slash MI6 agent as well, like a spy that has like a James Bond car and stuff like that. So that's super cool. So I've just been doing I've just been doing that for the most part. I've been doing the actual missions now, but something super interesting. So I know that you can turn permadeath on. I think we had that discussion last week and I kind of figured your uh, consequences was going to be, you know, your person gets killed and if you have permadeath on, maybe they actually die. Some people have a trait in which they might they can just draw they can just die at random or they might just like there is like a permadeath trait of that person so it's like a risk in recruiting them um but i found another one actually so usually it's like i get you know shot up or i get i get like stunned to the point where i get taken to the hospital or i get arrested type of thing so they go they go out for a certain amount of time um i one of my people got kidnapped actually so now i have to go and like break them out apparently because one person like what i have a paramedic that helps me get people back faster and everyone was back except for this one person which i use quite a bit and i was like what the hell And um, when I went and hovered over her, they're like missing. So I was like, oh, I guess I guess she'll be back later. Like maybe it's just an like an indeterminate amount of time. And then I was in my missions because I started doing missions, like I said, finished recruiting, basically. And I like found a mission for her and I have to go like help her. Like she's she's been taken hostage by, I don't know, Albion or something. So that's super cool. I don't know. This game has like a lot of intricacies and for a game that could be absolutely filled to the brim with, um, basically like, not scams, but what would you say? Like, uh, like gimmicks. Like, the whole, like, recruiting people is like, f- like, could be gimmicky. Schlock. Uh, yeah, like, it could all be garbage, and it, it really isn't. Like, it, that's the super thing, that's a super cool thing. Like, uh, unlocking tech for people is super helpful, uh, completely changes the game. How you play is different, too, so, like, you can go and... Like, if you hurt, like, somebody's wife, they will, like, dislike you more. And so you have to, like, go and do more for them to get them to be your recruit or whatever. Um, you can use lethal weapons, non-lethal weapons. And, like, it's, I don't know. The game is really well put together. Like, from from the other Watchdogs, I've only played the first one. Played the first one. Didn't really like it. Boring. I used to always call it Press Square or Hold Square Simulator. I uh, didn't really like it. Aiden Pierce was boring. Story was boring. But skipping two, because I was going to play two because it was free on something for a while. I claimed it, but I just never ended up getting around to it. You, you play. You play. Yeah. So I claimed it and I was going to play it, but just never did. And then just jumped into Legion. Legion's really good. Like it's what's what it's what Watchdog should be. The only thing I would say that could really use improvement is um, specifically, I would say more more ways to get into facilities. So a lot of the stuff you're doing, obviously, is like, you know, go into a facility and hack a computer. Uh, you know use a spider bot and like sneak in the thing and you you can choose different methods. Uh, Like, I don't know, call a cargo bot with your construction guy and then like hop on your cargo bot and like fly yourself in over the radar and stuff like that. So there's a bunch there. I just would like to see more, Um, but there's no complaint with what's there. Also, there's a I found a little little Easter egg that I recorded as well. I climbed up to the top of a building and like hacked into this. I think it was a CTOS hub and it's like an area where it's like it's kind of like the Internet hub for that area, but it's for the the smart OS for the city. And um, I was at the top of a building and I was like, crap, like it took me actually a while to get up here. Like I'm going to have to climb all the way back down because I was trying to break into a building across the river. And my person like did, in the cutscene, like looked around and then did a leap of faith into the water with the whole music and everything like the sound effect from AC. So that was a kind of a little cool little touch. But uh, even the driving is good in this game. Um The driving, like the different cars feel different, which is super good. Like there's like super futuristic. I don't know if you guys have seen, I think it's from BMW. There's like that one car where no one faces the road. It's all automated and there's just like four seats and you all face each other and you're just sort of like, it's just supposed to be like, you're in like a pod. Those cars are, those type of cars are in the game. That style of cars in the game. Those things handle perfectly. There's gas cars still, but they've been retrofitted with like auto drive systems, but they're still gas. Those handle differently. There's like electric cars, but there's of differing of differing types. You know, like crossovers and those things. Those all feel different. Um, is the game supposed to be in the future? The game is in like, yeah, like 2050, I'd say.
3: Oh, okay. Like really? 2050.
1: So it's like it's like there's still gas cars, but you but there's like cargo drones flying around. But like there's not drones literally like
2: it, everywhere. Wait, is isn't Aiden Pierce from the first game in this game? He might be. Um so I wouldn't you- be surprised if you could recruit him. Probably, he'd be an old man by that point.
1: I I don't know exactly what year it is. Like I don't. I'm just guessing at the year based on like our actual technology in real life and what they're at. Because I, it's like it's like they have holograms. It's like we're
2: pretty close. I I always felt like it was just based on the marketing. It was kind of like a. It was like one of those modern day quote unquote, but one of those like. We'll take liberties with the technology modern day. Like like you you know how in the MCU we have we still have poverty all around the world, but then we have like the Avengers which have super awesome technology and like there's the two extremes. Yeah. I always I always felt like Watch Dogs Legion was kind of like we're taking liberties with the technology that we have, but it's still modern day.
1: Yeah, I yeah, you could do that. Like I would say most of the tech um
0: so here's like no one, date given.
1: Yeah, there's like it, I would say, like, Adrian was probably right in that, like, we have holograms now, like, we kind of have the infancy of holograms in real life. So it's just, like, as if somebody was like, we have, we have holograms now, and then went around and put a bunch of holograms on stuff. And, like, we have drones that can deliver stuff. And so somebody went and, like, just, like, bought a bunch of them and put them out in the world. So it's almost like as if all the technology that we have today in our infancy is just being adopted. But, like... There's a lot of drones, but it's not like there's like, you know, cars driving and then a drone highway above. There's a lot of drones up there, but it's not like wall to wall drones. Like Coruscant?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's not quite there. According to Wikipedia, it says circa late 2020s, early 2030s.
1: Yeah, yeah. That 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 could be it. That could be it. Um, Actually, it's funny you mentioned the poverty stuff, Adriano. So there's different burrows in the game. So there's like whatever. And you make them rise up and stuff like this. It's not going to get into the weeds of it, but um i went into well i was being chased by the police so i was being chased by the police and i <laughs> I like took off into a burrow and i didn't know where i was new area i'd never been there before and it was um sort of like a poorer area and i had i totaled my car just disastered it and so i needed another one and i found someone else's mini cooper and i was like fuck i'm gonna take this thing and it was an old gas powered and loud running and like cobbled together mini cooper with different colored doors and everything like they had like salvaged it together
2: do do they have cavaliers in the game they do not have cavaliers in the game
1: there's no Um, name
0: brand cars
2: oh that would be so good if uh there's a cavalier and you adopted it matt no uh
1: no cavaliers in the game but yeah i don't know watchdogs legion like for what watch dogs is like again i haven't played the second one but for what watchdogs watchdogs came from huge fucking improvement and i would say has met the hype that they were trying to push at E three when we first saw it. Like really, really well done.
3: Okay. Which, that my, concludes what, my my what audio essay. playing. What you playing, Ryan? Uh well I played
0: a bunch of uh the medium. I think I think I'm pretty close to finishing that. Um I'm enjoying it. Uh I really enjoy going back and forth between my Xbox and my PC and how and seamless it, that that operates
2: and it uh, the cross save is uh, there's
0: no uh, Microsoft sync. I don't, have to, do sync. Really. I don't have to do anything. Well, I, I do see the sync, but I, I am attributing yeah, that yeah. to my slow internet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's seamless. I just boot up the game and I hit continue, and it literally brings my save up, and I'm I'm playing again. So I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm just reading a review here on on the Game Pass thing, and the the guy said terrible performance on PC and the lack of ultra wide support was. Uh, uh, or he's saying that he doesn't like the lack of ultra wide support. And he goes on to say some other things, and he says, uh, "Story was awesome, and the concept was wicked, but was destroyed for me by the lack by the black bars on the sides of my monitor." <laughs> well, that's his fault for buying an ultra wide uh, monitor. Not every game's going to have support for it. Mm-hmm.
2: So, how? Uh, what are the updates with the? Um, well, the proverbial and literal updates with the uh, with the poor performance. Like, have they fixed so- it?
0: Remedied it? I did read that that patch they released was supposed to help a bit, and I thought it did because I I got it running on high settings, uh, 60 frames per second at 1440. It's it's running at, at 60 for me, right? But when it does that split world thing, that's when it really takes a hit and drops me down to like 28 frames per second.
2: It kills me that like like this wasn't a this wasn't like a, a big red flag on their development board when they were when they were test running this. It's
0: one of those things. I'm sure they knew about it. It's one of those things where it's playable. You can get through the game with that performance. Nothing is stopping you from finishing that game. Man, like it's not game breaking. Sure. So,
2: well, that's the thing. Though. I'm I'm worried that it would be game breaking for me. That like my oh like like I well, I have a I have a feeling I'm going down to low. If I'm lucky, medium, and then. Yeah, and then I'm uh, I'm going to like I like I just don't want it to halt my actual game when I jump to the the quote unquote well, other.
1: World. I
0: don't. Yeah, um, someone here played it on a nine seventy. So
1: wait, this is on Game Pass, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I was gonna say like you, at that point you're basically just down. You could just download it like a demo, and if you don't like that, it, that, delete it.
2: That's exactly why. Like, and that's why. Like, I if. Knowing what the specs are, if I was going to buy this game, I probably wouldn't. If I had to buy it, but because yeah. it's just part Game Pass, like it's, I'm just going.
0: To I'm just do it. worried about your uh, your hard drive. That's all.
2: It's a it's a hybrid. It'll be fine.
0: I don't know. No, I, I, Adriano, slow, like it, it cannot, it, hybrid. No, it, it cannot uh, be hybrid. It cannot be
1: understated. Like an SSD is literally a miracle drug for computers that works. That is literally how fast it makes things work like well, you can take an old laptop from like 2010 and put an ssd in there and load like if it, if it was half decent in 2010 and put an ssd in there and then load windows 10 and it will run like it's new yeah it will struggle to render and stuff like that because that's just raw cpu power needs or whatever but like for browsing
0: and like typing and whatever Boot up time is insane on SSDs.
1: Yeah, boot up time on that 10-year-old or le- I guess 11-year-old computer that I just said now would literally be
2: like maybe 10 seconds, like maybe. Well, worst case, if I if I if this game is struggling and I do want to play it, I will go get cuz I I have five hard drives installed on this computer already. All hybrid. What hybrids. the hell? Cuz so it's my it's my C drive, <laughs> my they're all hybrids, okay? C drives inside running uh running Windows and then I have Four additional drives. One is work. So all all any video rendering goes out to my W drive. Uh, X is my Plex drive. Y is my Plex backup drive. And then Z is, the, is a dumping drive. Like I, I literally throw stuff there where I don't know what to do with it. And I'll sort it out later. I still have one slot available. So worst case, I will go buy an SSD. Even if it's a, a 256 or a 512. And I would leave that just for SSD required games, and I would leave that as a as a D drive or E drive on on my system. You wouldn't put your you wouldn't put your Windows on an SSD. When I when I do an eventual wipe and I do a reinstall somewhere down line, yeah, I will migrate it to that. But I'm not going to do it now for the hell of it. Because so I was going to say you could just clone it. I. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a cloning or backup kind of guy. Like when I install Windows, well, no, like cloning is like
1: if you don't if you don't want to fuck with your Windows, like you literally
2: just take your exact. It's a clone. But 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 I'm I'm also not disappointed with the like I can still boot up Windows. Remember, it's a hybrid drive. Like it's not it's not it's not a mechanical one. It is it is still fast for getting to Windows. It's not it's like I'm not hindered by it, and I and I can't be bothered to like clone unhook rehook blah, blah 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 blah, and and so i would literally just leave it for ssd required games if i if i decide i go down that that route well
3: jesus
0: um but we'll other see. than that i also played uh, control cuz that that was um uh, i had bought it um when it was on sale the the ultimate edition me so too so i could get the next gen version um but it is on ps plus if you have that and uh, it's also on game pass too i think right Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but I I I downloaded on my PS5 just to I want I want to play it again and I wanted to get to the DLC as well.
2: Do you have Game Pass Ultimate? I do. Okay, so you have the EA stuff added.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: So uh, there's a I read somewhere that the that they are going to actually add the EA stuff for Game Pass PC as well. At at some point, it got delayed, didn't it? Yeah, but that's good for me because that just opens up a whole other library.
0: Uh, but the control it ran super well on my PS5, and the ray tracing looks fantastic. And it still it ran it like runs at 30 instead of 60 when you have ray tracing turned on. But even the, the running at 30, it still looked uh, it, like the frame rate didn't look horrible um, going from 60 to 30. That's my problem so that playing
3: cool. on uh, the same computer that I'm streaming with. Is that I can run the game at like max settings and it looks great, but on my stream, it's like super choppy. If I have it oh yeah, time. so I have to play the game on like medium settings. But, uh, do you have a Do you have an RTX card? Uh, yes, 2060 Super. Okay, nice. Uh,
0: other than that, that's that's about it for me. So we will hop into the stories now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, first one's from Jeff Keeley. He tweeted out on February 4th that uh, Activision Blizzard has said it is planning to apply the Call of Duty framework across its other franchises, including premium content, free-to-play access to all consumers, expansion to mobile, and continuous regular. Delivery of in game content.
2: I am unfamiliar with the game of duty quote unquote framework. With the free to play <laughs> access and expansions and continue like is this the pretty much the framework
0: or is there more to this? I think just... because the Call of Duty has the whole uh what's it called, Matt? Warzone. Warzone, which is free to play. Like anyone can download Warzone and play it. Um but they make their money off of selling you like the season passes and items and, and stuff yeah, like
1: so- that. Yeah, so like, I can explain it. So, like, you, you have... I haven't played Cold War, but, like, in Modern Warfare, you purchase Modern Warfare if you want to play the story or play play kind of traditional Call of Duty online. There's a season pass in there that has a free tier that gives you very few rewards and then, a like, a pro tier or a gold tier, whatever, a paid one, where you can earn rewards at each level and then whatever. And, and you earn you like earn things as you go um do i think you have to do challenges or something i can't remember but it doesn't matter you basically earn these tiers as you as you play and basically it's like you you can play traditional call of duty then you know capture the flag domination um hard point team deathmatch whatever all these things and then there's Warzone, which is separate from modern warfare um although connected kind of um but if you didn't want to pay for Call of Duty and you just wanted to play Warzone, you can just download Warzone. It's sort of like how Fortnite's connected to Fortnite, uh, the single player one, Save the World. But like Battle Royale's sort of like separate as well. Like they're they're together, but but not really. Uh, that's how kind of Warzone works. And so Warzone, you can you can go in with your friends, whatever. There's a Battle Pass there again. Warzone is free, and you can just you can just play that. So you can go there. It's just Battle Royale. Uh, there's battle pass there too i think it's the same battle pass as in modern warfare i'm not sure how that works now with the three different games but basically that's it so you have to pay for the story pay for the traditional cod experience but you don't have to pay for warzone basically
2: um so as call of Duty, i also really like how in his tweet and it got copied over to the to the articles and layout how the call of duty has the the trademark like the little thing beside it
3: yeah that was weird
2: <laughs> Well, because the trademark it, or the registered, uh, or the red, the, re- the uh, is it the registered? I can't one? tell, a, I can't, I the circle R, yeah, the circle, the, and then it's a registered trademark. So, whatever it is, it's just it's, it's funny how that got like copied over in every iteration. <laughs> um, as Call of Duty players,
0: do you think does this feel like it does it cheapen this to you? Well, here's what I was going to say is that I don't mind this model when it's games I'm invested in. It, it feels really rewarding when, like, even even in uh, Fallouts, when you have this season and you get all this content, it, it feels like you're actually being rewarded for playing. Where where I struggle with it is when you want to play a game casually. So I'm, I'm a casual Call of Duty player, and it feels like I'm missing out on so much being a casual player. Yeah, and, I, didn't, and that, I don't have any of the stuff. That's when it feels like it's cheapened to me, and it's just like, okay, they don't want me here unless they can have me here all the time. You know, Mm. it feels like an exclusive club for the people who are investing in it. That's how I feel anyway.
2: Competing for your time. Yeah, I I agree with you on that, Ryan, because
1: I I I play COD like on my Xbox, but I'm pretty bad at COD just straight up. And like uh, the people I play with will play Warzone sometimes, but also just the traditional modern warfare sometimes. And uh, it's been a while since we've played. We've been playing some other stuff, but. Been a while since we played it, but like there, you know, they were talking about, oh, my God, like, I, you know, I need to grind for the season or like I got to get these challenges done to get more XP or like we need to do more matches so I can like earn more ranks or whatever it was. And I was like slowly but surely like earning a little bit of COD points here and there. And then I got to a point where I earned enough COD points like a few seasons in to buy one season pass. And then I bought one season pass and didn't even get that far in it. So it's just like, again, like even though I had, you know, the premium experience for one season, it just wasn't I just didn't play it enough. Like it's just like caught is very casual. So you do miss out on a lot. Uh, You miss out on like different skins in your vehicles and you miss out on different skins in your guns and you miss out on different operators, which are like the people you play as the soldiers you play as and stuff like that. So you do miss out on a lot. Now, I have a theory and you guys can like sort of dissect this, but I have a theory on how this is going to apply to Overwatch 2. I think Overwatch 2 is going to be the PVP is going to be free. It's going to be free to play. I think it's going to be fully free to play. You're allowed to you can download it on your PS5, maybe even your PS4. And it basically makes the first Overwatch free. But with all the new maps of Overwatch 2. So for people that don't know the listener, it's like uh, Blizzard is making the Overwatch PvP work across Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2. Uh, The only thing you're missing out on is the story of overwatch two and the single player stuff so the single player or like the co-op stuff whatever it's going to be so the story stuff so what i think is going to be is i think they're going to make overwatch pvp free so they're going to give you you know when overwatch two launches they'll probably launch a few more uh characters and a few maps and that'll also be an update to the ps4 version just the regular overwatch one but i think that's going to be free it's going to be called overwatch pvp or whatever it's going to be called and then you're going to pay for the overwatch story experience whether that's co-op or single player or whatever it is you're going to pay for that i think there's going to be a battle pass because they're already experimenting right now with get nine wins and every three wins you get like an an item an item and then a character or a a skin i think that they realize that people like the grind so i don't know whether they're going to scrap the loot boxes maybe not just because there's so many items in, in overwatch so they may never scrap the loot boxes I think there's going to be exclusive items in a season pass that you're going to have a silver free, very few reward tier or a gold pay for premium tier. God, I hope you're wrong. Because I was telling you guys, like if Jeff Keighley's uh, tweet is correct, they're not going to wait till Overwatch 3 to apply this model. And that is, to me, that's the only way to apply this model to Overwatch. What are you going to make free to play? Well, it's not going to be the stuff that the writers worked on for a long time, the co-op slash single player stuff. They're not going to make those free-to-play, that free to play because they, they just had to do all the writing and they had to invent that mode and everything. But the Overwatch PvP, especially since it's going cross-gen, makes a lot of sense. If you make it free, now you've just re-monetized Overwatch because the original Overwatch is, you know, you buy the disc or you buy the digital version and then you can optionally buy loot boxes. Now they're reinvigorating it. So they say, okay, Overwatch PvP is out. Everyone can download it for free. It's just all the Overwatch PvP madness across PS4, PS5, whether they cut PS4 um, in terms of this free-to-play hypothetical is whatever. But the point is is they're trying to reinvigorate the people that are not going to buy Overwatch 2 by giving them a battle pass because they're running. Because people are now, like you guys were saying, you guys have been playing Overwatch quite a bit and not even half as much as some people. And you guys are getting... Non-stop duplicates some of you because you have so many items there's going to be tons of people out there like that so now we have to monopolize their time we can't just get them there during events we got to get we got to get them there during events we got to get them there during the seasons we got to get them there during these like three wins sticker three wins sticker and then three wins uh a skin or sprays or whatever the hell they're giving you like we have to get them there for everything and that's what they're going to do. They're going to nail you all year, all the time, seasons, like seasons, free to play, all that stuff. That's what they're going to do so that you have to play Overwatch all the time.
0: I wonder if they're going to have to add like more character customization, because in something like Fortnite, you know, you have you have skins and then you have the gliders and the pickaxes and, and the backpacks. You have, you have more than just like sprays and stuff and and single skins to get right they need to pad out these uh the season pass in some way
1: they'll probably be things like uh player icons stuff like that more than likely they'll probably be like single player only things like maybe modifiers to the levels just for fun like you oh, oh i have like the you remember how in halo we used to find the the skulls and then one of the skulls was like the the grunt party where if you shoot them in the head they it, like their heads blow up and the little like birthday noise goes like yeah or whatever confetti i wouldn't be surprised if like there'll be like a quote-unquote skulls in the game where like you have to earn them in the season Mm -hmm. pass and there's like multipliers just for fun because you also have to remember you guys have that overwatch mode creator so if they make something similar to halo forge or even a more fully fledged map maker now it's going to be like oh do you want the green walls in your map? Well, I guess you better do the season. (laughs) I guess you better do that season. Like, that's what it's going to be.
2: They could do something with, like, your... With, like, your version of Blizzard World. Like, every section could be customizable, and if you wanted to buy cosmetics to deck out your version of Blizzard World, so if you wanted just a... Diablo themed Blizzard World. You could like mod that, or yeah, you that'd be Star- cool. Starcraft, or-, or even
0: similarly, they could get, could give everyone their own like Overwatch headquarters to customize.
2: Yeah, or you know, the most famous one would be like a Heroes of the Storm loadout because that's the one that everyone goes back to. No, uh, yeah, no, that's that's my favorite. Yeah, that's
3: my that's the Finn. old hearth. That's where I, I always uh, hang my hat every night.
2: I. uh... <laughs> There, like like another thing they could probably add on to customize it would be titles. Like you put a your own title banner underneath your name.
3: Like or, uh, Call of Duty, yeah.
2: Yeah. I would love to be able to assign to get very specific with my skins and my maps. Like I would love to be able to assign a specific skin for a character for a map, and I don't have to like think about
0: it. That'd be fun, yeah.
2: Yeah. So like, oh I, I have a I have my my the the my wow skins and my starcraft skins. I would love to be able to say on blizzard world use only those skins just so I can like have a theme going.
0: In uh, some sad news, uh Jeff Keighley also tweeted in another a different tweet that Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 won't come out in 2021. That, that was
2: expected.
0: Now, I wonder how much Overwatch 2 is going to have changed since they showed it to us.
1: Cuz they showed it's it, it have to this us model. like model it's gonna have this model. Ago, that's, right? that's the big difference,
0: I, right? I
2: think, I, I think, I think the model is gonna change, but I think visually, what they showed off is not gonna be.
0: Yeah, I think it's think gonna, gonna be, be completely seen. different.
2: Because, because what they, what they, like, like remember, they said that everyone in Overwatch is going to get the Overwatch Two PVP stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you can not buy Overwatch Two, and you're going to get everything in Overwatch to play against other players. They, they don't want to split that base at all, so they can't change the fundamental 6v6 aspect of that game it has to stay the same
3: i was going to say do you think that you're going to miss out on anything if you haven't played overwatch at all if you just start playing with overwatch 2 uh
2: n- i'm going to say no because the most like 99% of the narrative stuff from overwatch is not even absorbed in game like it's comic books books and cinematics so even even if you wanted to jump into overwatch 2 you go watch the And and like I I have my own playlist like saved on YouTube of all the Overwatch cinematics, and you can go read the comics for free and all the books are for free. Like you don't even have to pay for any Overwatch content. You can probably go right into Overwatch 2.
0: That's pretty crazy, eh?
2: Yeah. They 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 really want to hammer home that as an IP. Like I think I think they knew early in development, they're like, this IP can just it's fucking gold, and they knew they had to capitalize it in the twenty-first century. Tradition of just getting it as men- on as many platforms as possible on YouTube, on print, on other print, and in video game, and just keep it going. Here's the here's the
1: golden question though, Adriano: Would you pay for the premium season pass if you're going to miss out on skins? I
2: really hate to say it, I probably would. No, oh, look at him. Yeah, he's been converted. Would,
0: be, would, this be the, would this be the first pass that you ever purchased? Uh,
2: that I regularly. Purchase. I'm trying to think of when I would pause because you're against yeah, microtransactions.
0: You know does this fall yeah. into that camp? It does. Well, no, because Adrian thinks microtransactions are consumable, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, but this is consumable because you wouldn't buy the Hearthstone pass because it was because it was you considered it a microtransaction, didn't you? No, I
2: I, I don't buy the Hearthstone pass just because that's just. That's just money that I don't want to spend, but I, I don't know that I can necessarily consider out of microtransactions. I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't think I would consider a a what I know to be of a pass like plunder pass, tra- tavern pass, battle pass, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't think I would consider it to be a microtransaction. But I think this, if I were to do Overwatch, would be the first one that I do. I do regularly. I'm trying to think of another one. I don't think so. All right. I, let's, uh... I see. It's, I would, if I ever got back into Sea of Thieves seriously, I would consider doing that, but I have not done that yet, so.
0: Is that passed out? I didn't even see that when we played. It, it's in there. Yep. It's in, yeah. You could, yeah it's uh, in they there. You they, could didn't. they didn't call. throw it in my face. That's surprising. Yeah.
2: And we, and one night of playing, I'm assuming that Matt, because I think Tim, you already gone on ahead of us before with that update, but like one night, I went from level one to level 12 immediately. Damn. Like it just, we just ripped through that stuff.
3: Jeez. Yeah. Doing that vault really helped. Yeah. Our next story here is about
0: Google Stadia shutting down its internal studios and changing its uh, business focus. This comes from Kotaku. So Google will close two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. Uh, that closure will impact 150 developers. Uh, one source familiar with Stadia operations said uh, the company says it will try to find uh, those developers' new roles at Google. Um so, Google will continue to operate uh, the Stadia gaming service and its $10 monthly Stadia Pro service. It's unclear how many, if any, exclusive games will still come to the service. Though the company has in- indicated that it will still sign new games and will bring more third-party releases to the platform. It nevertheless will look like many of uh, look to many like a drawdown on the plan uh, to have Stadia run as a bona fide competitor to console platforms. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, Adriano, you actually have uh, Stadia through your brother, right? Yeah. So you're... What's the prospects look like to you?
2: By technicality, I'm the Stadia expert, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I think video game streaming is here for now. I I think it can stay as a gimmick and as an add-on. I don't think it's viable enough to be a sustained platform on its own. And I think Xbox is in a good spot with its um, whatever the fuck they're calling it game.
0: um, That's just part of the Game Pass Ultimate. You just just stream those games, right? Is is
2: that what it's called? X Cloud. Cloud. That's the goddamn.
0: It's not officially called that, but.
2: Oh, it's not. I thought that was called Project X Cloud. Whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think
0: I think it's literally you can just stream the games on Xbox Game Pass. Oh okay. Anyways, with an Ultimate subscription.
2: Yeah, like I, I, think, I think Microsoft is is doing it. Like they're not putting all their eggs in that basket, and they're kind of just kind of getting their their feet wet a little bit with it. And if it, if you want to go into it, you can. And I think they're going to slowly over time, you know, change their business model and kind of work. They're, I think they're going to keep with the pace of technology and the and internet infrastructure and kind of go into it appropriately. And I think we've seen that already with with uh, their their changes in Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass subscriptions and all that. I think that's the foundation for their, you know, five to 15 year plan on that. Um, But like Google Stadia, like sometimes it's just, it's just, I think their mistake was doing piecemeal purchases. And like there is a Stadia subscription pro, uh, pro subscription service where you get free games per month, but it's exactly like the PS plus system where it is, those are in your library as long as you're in Stadia pro. As soon as you disconnect, you don't get those games anymore. And then if you resubscribe later, you get access to those games back. So you're always in a, well, if I'm in, I'm in. If I'm not, I'm losing access to all these games unless I buy them separately again. And I really think they could have benefited from at least having a, a, a uh, subscription-based system as well. Like if you wanted to buy a piecemeal, go ahead. But like an all-in, you know, 12 bucks a month if you wanted to do it, go for it. I, I, I really. If you ask me, five years from now, Stadia is still around. I, it's hard for me to say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say maybe
0: not. I wonder if the controller was a barrier too, because you, you initially, I think at least, you needed that controller to play Stadia. You oh, yeah. And just use your Xbox on your PC and play Stadia.
2: On, on top of all that, the 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 fucking launch. It was oh, we had promised, uh, Stadia, uh, Stadia on all Chromecasts. Then they had to dial that back at launch. It's like oh, all, all Chromecast um, all the four K ones, yeah, whatever watches. it is, yeah. Then then they were overheating. Then they also promised <laughs> controller support across all major controllers. They had to roll that back. At a certain point, my Xbox controller could only work wirelessly. Was well, sorry, wire wirelessly with Chromecast, but wired only on PC. Which I thought it should have been the other way around somehow. <laughs> and then they had just recently updated that support. Um, uh, it's just, it's just as, I, I, I feel like they should have just launched it as a, as quote unquote early access. And if they had just said, Hey, this is what it is, but it's early access and there's no real expectation of, of uh, success or guarantee. And it's just like, you kind of get what you get with it.
0: Well, now th- all they're shutting down right now is their own internal studios. Yes, right? but by but so, by your
2: heroes of the storm logic, that means it's done, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, we do joke joke about that. But um, it's like they, they didn't even produce a game and it's like it's surprising that they didn't even want to try to like create a compelling game to get people to actually try out Stadia.
3: Cuz right yeah, now it, it was just oh, you, open, can play, yeah.
0: you can play you can play AC a- Odyssey on there. It's like, "Oh, well, I already played that on my on my PC or, or my, my console." Yeah, there was nothing really pulling you to Stadia. Yeah, other they, than wanting to be a pioneer on a future technology.
2: They they do have an exclusive game on there. It's um, I I don't know the name offhand because my my brother my brother played it specifically. A workable <laughs> Cyberpunk version? No, even even Cyberpunk is 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 broken on there. It has the same broken. I heard version. I heard it
0: is good though. What it runs on? like a pc so it, it runs yeah exactly
2: yeah console. you're essentially playing the, the pc one but it it like it has all the bugs as cyberpunk does but there there is a there is a, a stadia exclusive game on there and i'm going to bring it up right now because i think i have it um but like yeah there was nothing there's nothing to 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 demo to demo what what it's actually capable of um, but then again, it's also just a, it's just a video game streaming service like it does what it's supposed to but it also feels like it doesn't do enough at the same time. And it's like that then so how do you solve that problem because you have one of their main competitors now Amazon with Amazon um, Luna Amazon Luna and there's virtually the same same concept except the difference is, is there's a subscription based. There's is just like well you opt in and you get everything and you opt out and you're done, all right? So it's like I I already feel like Amazon has you know just one step forward on that. They may not have the same content, but at least their business model makes sense for the platform they're on. Uh,
0: so I'm curious how PS Now is doing. How many people are actually streaming games with PS Now?
2: It's probably doing just fine.
0: They keep adding games to it with all the it. time
2: uh the only person i know with ps plus is my brother same person who has uh, ps plus sorry ps um yeah but uh, your brother so, has
0: ps now as well
2: yeah he plays he plays ps now as well oh my he, God. he does he oh, does wow. not he is going to get a ps5 only because he does want to play like some of the new titles like back for blood and and uh uh control on 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 a on a, on that console mm-hmm. but up, up until his ps5 like he does not want a box he said he even says like if you could take his ps5 and just buried it in drywall behind the tv he would do it like he doesn't want it he doesn't he does not want to see a box so that's why he's all in on the on the i know
0: it's a big set. console but what no, else but, is gonna be under your tv like
2: but but he 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 would it's not just the ps5 like he would do that with he doesn't want to see an xbox he doesn't want to see a switch he doesn't want to see he doesn't want to see anything he's a very is minimal TV like
0: wall mounted is it uh his new going for like he, a minimal look
2: yeah, he wants he him and his him and his girlfriend have a very minimal look when it comes to their their design. Um, by the way, they're they're buying that LG, you know that one that he sent me that link that that eighteen. God damn, you uh, want buy that, me one? That's that, that's the only that's like the only TV that has all the modern stuff in it. Because telling exactly, Ryan that like yeah, because because when 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 it comes to technology, he, he he defers to me for my opinion for my opinion. But I was like I I don't know as much as you think I know. So then I I outsource it to you two. And then you give me feedback, I say, I just go back to him. I say, okay, go ahead and buy it. And he just he usually just goes and buys it. He's like, all right, I'll just do it. Like that, like that, that's how the system I works. I mean, it's the most like, I mean, other TVs have the tech, but yeah. it's the
1: most like, I'd say 2021 ready TV on the market. Yeah.
2: But uh going back to Stadia, I I I feel like their ambition was there.
1: I don't think well, I, I don't I think actually the opposite. I think it wasn't there, and that's why it flopped. Because like we see this with Google time and time again, we saw this with Google. Uh, what's that one social media network you liked, Ryan? Spaces. Spaces. Oh, Spaces. Yeah. Spaces comes out. There's like a. There's like you know one, two kind of quote unquote large or like you know half decent updates, and then all of a sudden it's like, and we're down here shutting it down, and like we see this type of stuff. Like we saw Google Play Music come out, and then Google Play Music was just there and then like a big up like whatever some updates come out here and there and then like a big update comes out it's like holy crap we got podcasts on google play music take a look at this take a look at this guys google play music uh you know gets podcasts and then it like as far as i'm aware just kind of sits there stagnant i didn't hear anything about it i didn't use it other than to manage our podcast here and there and then all of a sudden it's like hey guys youtube music and remember youtube music's gonna kill google play music and then that takes i don't know a couple years or something it's like okay why did it take so long it's just like it's just lack of Like it's like it has to be an instant success or Google doesn't seem to care, if that makes sense. Like they don't want to put any money into it, clearly, because they would have made one game leaving having no uh, guaranteed exclusive Stadia titles basically guarantees that other people are going to take the place like Microsoft. Like why would you ever go to someone else other than Microsoft for game streaming right now?
0: I think uh, I think Google is an R and D company funded by ads.
1: Almost like that, yeah, I'd say. Like it's it's honestly bizarre. Like here's a here's a question: Why aren't podcasts on YouTube Music? They were on Google Play Music. YouTube Music replaced it. Where's the podcast on Google Play, on YouTube Music? Wait, they don't have. I don't believe I don't, We were on Google Play Music, and I do. I, I'm a YouTube Premium subscriber, so let me open up. Let me open up my YouTube Music. Don't they have a and,
0: podcast app though?
1: Yeah, no, they do, but one second. So one sec. So let me type in day one patch podcast. So it's not in there. Now Ryan makes a good point. They do have a dedicated, a dedicated podcast app, right? But there's gonna be but there's gonna be people that like specifically use the YouTube brand. Like the brand is all over the place too. Like you're like, oh, this is replacing this, but remember Google Google Podcasts is another thing. Now, yes, of course, you can use them, and I use them, like I use Google uh, podcasts. So that's fine. And I have YouTube premium, so I can use YouTube and YouTube music. That's fine. But it's just it's just bizarre to me that now there's like this YouTube brand. And then there's also like Google brand, like Google podcasts. It's like, well, what? Like, shouldn't YouTube be the media? Like, shouldn't YouTube be the... You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't they be the media guys then? Shouldn't that be the brand? YouTube podcast, YouTube video, YouTube music. Done. Like, doesn't that make a lot of sense? I don't know. Like, it's just... It just feels it just feels half baked. And when Google goes into something half baked, look at look at Aloe and Duo. Oh, yeah. Duo was only around because Duo was massively successful. But Allo completely collapsed. Like, what are they doing? They had Google Hangouts. They killed that. They had, and there's like a bunch of other little things in between. But they had Google Hangouts. They killed that. Then they kind of brought it back in in the enterprise sphere, and blah blah blah. I don't know, not too familiar with, the, with that stuff. Then they with the enterprise stuff because I don't use that. Then they had uh, then they had Allo and Duo come out. Then Allo dies. So then they're like, no 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 guys, Android's going to use RCS. RCS needs the carriers on board. So then a lot of carriers weren't getting on board. Then they just started getting on board. And then Google's like, oh you know what? Anyone who uses the Messages app, um, like by Google. On Android, like, if you both people have the messages app and, like, allow the chat, what they're called, they're called, quote-unquote, chat features, which is RCS, then they can just chat. But if you have a third-party SMS app, of which a lot of people do on Android, then you can't do that, and it's just, like, then you need the carriers, like, to be in there. And it's, like, what the, like, what the hell, like, shouldn't, I'm sorry to say this, but, like, shouldn't Google just have a, a chat app? Like, if Allo wasn't doing well, couldn't they have fixed that? Like, don't they, they have, have the just, money to br- have,
0: to brand it? They should have like, forced it into Android update. It should yeah, have been the exactly. default messaging app when you when you boot up your Android device.
1: Here's a here's a bizarre one from Google. I had Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts comes out, whatever. Google Hangouts comes out with like a web app that you can install on your computer, whatever. That's fine. So I start using Google Hangouts for some work stuff. Start using Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts on my phone, and I also had an SMS app. I don't remember which one it was, and I think it was the LG one. And it said, Hey, you can, you can change your SMS into the Google, into Google Hangouts. I was like, perfect. One app. I'm killing this LG one. That sounds good to me. One less chat app. Put the fricking SMS in there three weeks later. Cause I think I was late to the party three weeks later. Oh, we recommend removing your SMS from Google Hangouts because we're going to kill that feature soon. And then a couple years later, a year down the road. Oh, we're killing Google Hangouts now. What are
0: you doing?
2: I think I think they're just firing off like they're just whipping darts against a wall and just seeing what sticks and they're not afraid to to just cut what doesn't like that's, that's that, that that's their method of
1: success. And I was also told and this was just in conversation. I haven't con- I haven't actually read about this or confirmed any of this. So this might be all just total BS. But I was also told that apparently within Google people always want to be working on the next project because that's the one that gets the attention. So it's like Stadia was the next project. A bunch of the developers, you know, ask for transfers and stuff like that. They get added to the the Stadia team. They work on Stadia. Now Stadia is out. Even if it's in a terrible state, everyone wants to leave because Google Google now, that's not their shiny new toy. It's something else. So then it becomes like you're always after the shiny new toy. Now, whether again, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but it does kind of make sense from what we're seeing on the consumer side.
2: Fuck, I'm gonna cough. If you're a cough, Matt, you're gonna have to edit it out.
0: <coughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our next story here. Um, Apple's AR/VR headset said to feature dual 8K displays, eye tracking, swappable headbands, and more. This comes from Mac Rumors, uh, or actually, more uh, they're reporting on the information. Uh, so the information today reported on some potential features to expect, based on information shared by a source with direct knowledge of the device. The report claims that the headset will be equipped with more than a dozen cameras for tracking and hand movements along with two ultra-high-resolution 8K displays and advanced eye-tracking technology. The cameras would be able to pass video of the real world through the visor and display to the user, creating a mixed reality effect. Uh, The information said it viewed internal Apple images of a late-stage prototype of the headset from last year, which show a sleek curved visor attached to the face by a mesh material on swappable headbands. Uh, The report claims one headband would feature spatial audio technology like the AirPods Pro, uh, for a surround sound-like experience, while another optional headband would provide additional battery life on the go. Uh, Apple has internally discussed the pricing of the headset around three thousand dollars, according to the report, which would place it within the ballpark of Microsoft's mixed reality HoloLens two headset, which retails for thirty five hundred.
2: Uh, that's three thousand if it were to come out today, or they're anticipating in two years from now. Or More releases, and yeah, yeah, is that yeah. what they're anticipating? Yeah. You're gonna, I mean, I
1: mean, all this stuff is probably
2: subject to change anyway. For you, sure, you would pre-order that so fast, wouldn't you, Mr.
0: Johnson? No, I don't think so. I really that three thousand is a lot, man. That's <laughs> a ton of money. And if it's coming out in two years, I'm I'm probably going to be looking at a new laptop by that point. You know, so I'm not going to buy a laptop and a freaking three thousand dollar AR headset that I'm going to use once.
1: You know it's got to be I don't know I'm I'm super I'm still super excited for stuff like this like I think I do I do think our future is going to be like us fused with the tech us fused with tech and I'm definitely the, I'm definitely there
2: Have you seen Wally? That's not good it's- man. <laughs> I haven't
1: seen Wally. Um but I'm like any movement in this area is super exciting to me. Like I'm definitely there if they want to put like a chip in my arm to like pay for stuff I'll be like Agreed. yeah fucking do it. Yeah. No. Um,
0: another Another rumor was that the thing going to have a fan on it, and I can kind of <laughs> see why with, with dual 8K displays and 12 cameras all, all running. That's fine,
1: though. They have, you know, they have small small fans and also quiet fans. That's not going to be, you got to remember, this is version one, too. This is the infancy of this tech. Like, stuff that's in its infancy is sort of like this stuff in holograms. And, you know and the I mean? report
0: we had last week kind of said, like, Apple just wanted to do this as, like, a, a step through the door. They weren't expecting to sell these, like, like iPods sold, you know.
3: It's like mm. Elon Musk's flamethrowers. <laughs> Although those, those did like sell like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there were that many of them, though.
2: He he sold flamethrowers.
3: He did. Yeah, ten thousand oh. each.
2: Man, that he's got some. He's got. They some, weren't what's,
0: technically flamethrowers. You're not allowed to sell flamethrowers. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 mobile backpack barbecues. Whatever it
3: was, it, it, was whatever a, it was a fire tosser, not a flamethrower. Yeah, Just I think it literally uh, says friends.
0: on there too, not a flamethrower.
2: <laughs> not a monkey. <laughs> um, is it me or does Elon Musk feel like uh, what's his name from The Simpsons, Han- Hank Scorpio? He's literally oh, a yeah. Bond villain. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be him one day. Um, I don't know. I I guess this. I'm not surprised by this Apple uh, announcement of a uh, headset. Like they would go. I think. Sh- Super high end, super expensive, probably turnover. Like how how far after the release of this do you think it's going to be outdated and they're going to release model two
3: and everyone's going to update? That's the thing, that's a right? They have here. to make it cheap enough where or make it cheap enough where a bunch of people would feel compelled to buy it, but also not so expensive that they wouldn't be able to afford the next one that came out in two years. You know what they might do?
0: This might be a, a tactic for them too, is to release something that's crazy expensive make everyone like be like ooh and aw- awing over it right say oh i want that but i can't afford it it's a ridiculous price and then they'll come out with a lower cost one that people can actually ob- obtain and then that one will sell like crazy
2: that's pretty smart or or, or they release this at its price everyone buys it and they give it a reasonable lifespan before they release another one like five years instead of you know every wow. year and a half because, the thing is <laughs> though
0: is you can't because <laughs>
2: you funny. know it, instead of forced obsolescence no where everyone thing, feels obligated upgrade. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good joke
1: i
3: like that one with <laughs>
1: ar with AR VR though like you can't say what what it like yeah forced obsolescence with phones whatever but in general, like we we know, meaning consumers know, you can realistically have a phone for three years if you're not rough with it, and it'll be fine. Maybe four for me, maybe four ish, whatever. But like in general, like we know that right now, though, with AR VR. This thing's going to be like an IBM computer way back in the day. Next month, it's going to be a piece of crap. Like someone else is going to come with, out with something crazy that's going to outdo it. Maybe not a month, a year though. Like we don't have the pacing for stuff like this yet. Phones, we do. This, definitely not.
0: But I don't it, think it will be every year an upgrade though. It, I think something it, like this might be every two years. Two two years. But
2: it's just, it's just funny how like Apple's release of – the annual release of the iPhone seems to have set the – the the pace for all technology now going forward like like I I I'm curious'll well, obviously never know but like what if Apple had just taken a a one extra year rotation on all their devices and just kind of set the standard for the industry
3: they would have on, eventually um, gotten back to the what they're at now though
2: yeah it's just it just it kills me because like think thinking about technology before the iPhone it it it's hard to think about that technology then like 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 it feels like technology started in 2000 whenever it was released 2000, 2007. 2007 like before that it almost feels like nothing existed like like i well,
1: can't even, sorry, you can't when, even did it come out? when did it when did the iphone come out 2007.
0: 2007
1: okay so the iphone comes out in 2007 but if we're looking here i'm looking at a pc mag article real quick just the excerpt for, on google itself but like okay if we look at phones before the iphone we have blackberry 5810 2002 or 7230 sorry in 2003 7100t 2004 pearl 8100 2006
2: yeah yeah you know what i mean now you, admittedly, you, you those can, are
1: different those are you, different you, like
2: you, models and stuff like that in between and i don't know you can you can you can yeah you can look at old models. like phones obviously it exists you have your palm pilot you have your blackberries you have your you nokias know, you have all those What i'm saying though is is like the phone market and the technolo- the flow of technology in our everyday life changed forever in 2007 like like it there are two very different worlds of technology for at-home consumers pre and post iphone and it and it just feels like their pacing of that out the gate like that kind of kickstart from their from the their 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 dead stop just out of the out that gate just kind of dictated how technology is going to be leapfrogging every two years on release. And I just, like, I don't know what would have to happen for them to well get out of that rotation or any, any, is, any though. company out of that rotation.
0: Here's what I think it is though. Like the, the more expensive an object is the less you want to upgrade it. Right. So with, with your laptops, they were traditionally more expensive than your phone. And so you'd keep your laptop for four or five years. Um, right. Phones were relatively cheap compared to PCs when they launched. But phones have now slowly crept up to the thousand dollar mark, and I think that will, and I think it's actually shifted the upgrade rate. It used to be every two years for people with phones. Now it might be every three years. Yeah. And so as it becomes more and more expensive, I think the upgrade rate will will increase. But will, like or time will increase.
2: Yeah. So looking at the the three hundred and sixty PS three, you had a half step like form factor upgrade, and it looks like we're now going to have like a half step like a every five year. Kind of upgrade from here on out with game consoles, like we well we we don't have enough of these releases to kind of dictate it, but it seems like it's going to be like a like a five year, uh like a you're talking like a PS5 Pro PS5 Pro, and then after that we'll probably have a proper PS6, and then you know a PS6.5 or whatever we're going to call it. So it like we it's safe to like I think it's safe to say right now we're going to have like a like a five year rotation on game consoles. On phones, it was a year to two years now we're three. Like, do we see a VR headset being closer to a game console time frame and like a like a life cycle or closer to a phone life cycle?
0: I'd say game console. I think right now they're doing it because the tech is is needs to get to a point where it's it's better. And so they're upgrading more often. But I think once you have a, a system that actually performs like the current Oculus, I think, is, is apparently like one of the best um, VR headsets right now. And, I think that how, one you might keep for five years.
2: Yeah, and like like how how many how many iterations of the Oculus came out?
0: I'm not sure. I haven't been tracking that too closely. I'm,
2: I'm sure Matt's already looking it up. Let's take a look here.
0: Is that true, Matt?
2: I'm I am not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was put on, I was I just put on the spot, and I started to panic because <laughs> <laughs> because like, like if 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 there was if there was reason, and if certain other, like of other companies and other iterations of, of headsets kind of established that they were in the four to five year range and you know they they match the game console releases not a phone release i would be way more likely to get into that but just like the idea of like buying an apple one or buying a sony one and saying okay within 2 years this might not be usable anymore and i'll be forced to upgrade if i want to continue like that that does not sound appealing to me
1: i don't i don't see the thing is though is is there's a difference there is because you know a phone a phone from 2010 is a lot different than a phone in 2021 but if all my phones suddenly broke, except for my LG G4 from like quite a few years ago, I assuming the battery still works, I can go back to there. Like phones have phones have become um, refined the same way that PCs have come refined, and I I call this like what I would say is like I'd, I'd call it mundane. Like I, I've said before that computing has become mundane. So like PCs, yeah, they upgrade every year, whatever, but only the enthusiasts really care. And it's because you buy a computer and that computer will do you until it gets too slow or it breaks or you want, or you just want a new one. But that computer hasn't changed in 10 years. Like this computer beside me is almost 10 years old. I can go get my college laptop. And while it's slow, I can work on that thing. Like I could work on that thing. And it's 11, 12 years old. Now I think something like that, like it's they're old, but like the form factor hasn't changed. But if you go to a phone from 2010 you know we're talking like some flip phones some hybrid like flip phones we have slider phones like the 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 form factor and the actual technology hadn't been flushed out and now it's just like slab of glass slab of glass slab of glass that's all it is every year now with some different changes so the reason why it comes out every single year is to keep them in the media but it's also because you want to have the um it's also because you want to have like for example if i buy a phone. This year, um, I want to have the latest camera. I don't want to wait just be- and wait and get like the two-year-old camera because what's going to happen is is then then this this is what's going to happen. So let's say they release a phone every three years. So they go like uh, two, let's just say it's two thousands just to make it easy. So let's say two thousand and the Samsung One comes out. Okay, so I I ha- I don't need I don't need a phone yet. Like two thousand one comes around, they're not going to release a phone. Two thousand two rolls around, they're not going to release a phone. Two thousand three, they are. Well, in 2001, I might be like, uh, you know, I'll buy the Samsung one. 2002, I'm going to be like, eh, probably not. And then that or even like halfway in 2001, I won't because I don't want a year, a year and a half or a two year old plus technology. I'm going to wait for the next one. But now yeah, I'm going to but- dr- upgrade any time and get the latest at the time. But I don't need to completely change.
2: That's the yeah, difference. but but the but the the mental the mental like the consumer view on cell phone and technology purchase in two thousand one and late nineties is very different from from today, yeah, but do you think that people like some people are upgrading every two years, right? The, um, so some people are upgrading every year they literally, they, they literally year, hawk it on on ebay and but they go that, that's get... always been the case even with cars i don't though. think
0: that's a majority of
1: people though. yeah that's always been it's the not, case it's even not... with cars some people upgrade their car like oh the new one came out yeah. let's go buy another one like yeah
2: that which, which is fine it's just it's just like like looking at the oculus things here there's a bunch of prototypes so i'm not even going to count those but the first consumer the what they call the the cv1 consumer version one was released in may 20 uh sorry uh, first quarter 2016 um the rift s the next one in the current model was may 2019 so there's a 3 year span to me that would be like the bare minimum if they said we're have a 3 year plan for rotation of these because realistically even if it came out every 3 years i could probably push a fourth overlap before i have to upgrade again
1: but i don't like I, that, I think you're that looking that at it like as if you be, have to
2: upgrade i don't think you have to upgrade no no yeah, no i, don't. I I, I don't. I don't think I would have to upgrade immediately, but there will be a point where, where that system is no longer usable. Like I, I can well, use yeah, my PS4 for a long time, but at a certain point, I will have to upgrade to a that PS5. Thinks, that's like I everything think, though.
1: Like there's not hundred year old couches kicking around,
0: you know. Like I think the PC might be more important to the the experience though. As long as you have a good frame rate and good resolution in the headset and and decent tracking, you know, it's gonna keep working as long as your PC can play the games that are putting, getting put out for VR. Right. Unless unless the processing is done on the headset itself, then you will need to get upgrades.
2: I thought, I thought some of these headsets, uh, they are looking at doing the processing on the headset. Like they were going to be dedicated systems.
0: I think this Apple one might be because it's it, the freaking fans on it. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't
1: really know anything about the Oculus, but Ryan's it, if the Oculus, cause I've only used the dev kit. If the Oculus hooks up to the computer, then Ryan's right about the computer part, but the same, but like the same upgrade cycle would apply um, Adriano, to your to your thing too, because like you don't have the latest CPU, motherboard, RAM or anything, but like you're just using it until it's done or whatever, or until you until it's it till maybe not it's done, but you're done with it. Like it just can't be used anymore. It's not fulfilling your needs, and then you must move on. Like I think that 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 is where like like they're not doing every three years to make you upgrade. I think with this with the Oculus, I think they're doing every three years because. It's not as it's not as um, used or it's not as popular as the phones. Phones is in almost everyone's pocket. You don't have an Oculus on everyone's desk. So you don't need to upgrade every year. And people are just going to buy the one that's out there. I
0: think that's the difference. All right, let's move on to our final story for the week. Uh, EA is not worried about Bioware, but acknowledges some blips. This comes from GameSpot. So EA CEO Andrew Wilson said during earnings briefing via um, GI.biz that the Bioware Bioware is an incredible studio filled with incredible people who do incredible work. He acknowledged that Bioware has had some blips in their delivery in recent years. uh, But Wilson suggested that the uh, shortcomings are actually a good thing. He's proud that Bioware pushed deeply into innovative and creativity, even if it didn't work out completely the way the studio might have wanted. Uh, Wilson went on to say that uh, EA feels very confident about Bioware's future with the new Dragon Age and Mass Effect games it's working on.
3: Reminds me of like when you're a kid and your like parents are telling you to get a job, and they're like, all right. Now when you go in for the interview, they're gonna ask you what your greatest weakness is. But what you do is you spin the weakness into a strength because they'll they'll like to hear that so it's like that's just the mentality that i get from this where they're like oh yeah you know it was a bad thing but actually it was probably a good thing onward and upward we were just we were just so focused on innovation we uh we were (laughs) blinded to the big picture you know like (laughs) it is funny like no
0: company comes out and says yeah that was a major screw up (laughs) you know they want you to forget about it and just focus on what's next.
3: Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Anthem, I don't think it's recovered, right? Uh, they had some update that they were going to release. I think they got delayed. They, I'm not they, even sure they if it were, came out they
3: were going
2: to com- They were going to completely revamp that entire game. Uh, and then that revamp, I heard, got delayed to some degree. Could have been... Might have been COVID-related. It almost
0: feels show. like, what's the point now, though? Like that brand's broken i don't think anthem's ever going to come back unless you really put the time and money into you, it. Like, they the have no to Man's put card. the
2: time the money the marketing and they cannot fucking charge for it especially well they can charge for people who are buying a new but anyone who has an existing license for that game should be getting it for free if they think that that you you've bought it right right you have a license no, I, I
0: i got it with um my but graphics you,
2: card but you have a light you have a entitlement yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. If they expect you to buy that again, they're out of their fucking minds. If it is that good, I don't have a license. I'll buy it again or get it through whatever subscription service I need. But if they think that people who oh, because we're gonna do all this, we and revamp it, you know, but we, we have to charge we have we have <laughs> to charge the people who've already bought it to buy it like that. Oh.
0: What sucks Ooh. though is the, the the way business works is like they have to pay those employees to fix that game.
2: They take it out of their CEO salaries, like like good <laughs> good people, right? They that's that's how they do that. They they eat it. That's how that's what that's how good customer service goes,
3: and
2: it'll pay off in the long run. But, I think if um,
0: uh, if Dragon Age or or Mass Effect is good, I think it'll all be forgotten.
2: Yeah, do sorry. Do we know which uh, which Fireware studio is uh doing those games
0: mm, not directly i don't know which one exactly huh. i think they said a lot of the original teams working on the mass effect one though
2: yeah but when they say original team they probably just mean original locale locale like those people are not there <clears throat> like they're probably those people have moved on
3: and casey hudson's leaving or has yeah. left yeah Speaking of so. Mass Effect, did you see with the Legendary Edition that a couple of like scenes and some DLC have been removed? <laughs> so yeah,
2: Ryan and I had we were talking about that today.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know, some people were saying like of all of the DLCs to be removed, they were glad it was that one because nothing really happened in it and there wasn't much um Rainbow contribution Station. to the overall story. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, because I haven't played. I, I at played all, that but...
2: I played that DLC at uh it
3: uh, it still it still boggles my
2: mind how how that can't be. It got corrupted. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I I read the story, but it's just like mm-hmm. it's like. But like I have a there's a if I go and install my if I go hook up my Xbox 360 and I go and like download that file like that DLC pack like that will run correct.
0: Yeah, but you can't work on it.
2: I can't work on it.
0: Whenever they package it's, it's, this, like whenever they whatever they do for their export to to, to a compi- disc, they compile a, it. They yeah, compile it's, a, it's it. They can't, a, it's a they can't reverse that. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's it's just it's just again, like go, going back to uh, going back to a conversation a couple of weeks ago about just like information present. Like that that bothers me that that information is gone that we can't that can't move forward.
0: The, the, that's, just, the, that's just poof. The one scene they changed was kind of funny. It was like apparently, like Shepard had like his legs open. And like the, the, the camera was like really low and like just kind of like staring straight down his legs. And they said that they couldn't actually change his animation for, for whatever reason. They couldn't change the animation. So they had to move the camera so it didn't, didn't look as unflattering.
1: There's a there's a guy on YouTube um, that covers animations. I don't know. Marty sent me a couple videos and one of them was Mass Effect. So I watched it and um, the the like sheer number of systems an animation work that has to go into a dynamic RPGs um, character animations is actually crazy. Like it's more than you think it's not hand mm-hmm. done. It's like hand done sections with AI assuming things with reset poses with like, it's, it's crazy.
0: Well, with RPGs, it, like there's so much dialogue that it would take you forever to hand animate. the, exactly. the Facial things. They, yeah. They put in that AI thing and that's what happened with um, Andromeda. That's why all the facial animations was so screwed up because it was all being controlled by AI.
1: That's what the video was about. Actually, was Andromeda and like how it works and stuff like that.
2: But, it, yeah, uh, it was crazy. It's it's super interesting when when uh, when like animators they have to come up with tricks in the system to make things more efficient. Like in Toy Story four, mo- a good chunk of that um, of that movie takes place in an antique shop and they said if they didn't have the experience or the database for 3D assets with a Pixar library they wouldn't have been able to do that like they wouldn't have been able to do that for Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 2 it was only because it was it was so far down the line and they had a library of just 3D assets that they could throw into that virtual um, uh, antique store but they said one of the things that they they wouldn't have been able to do by hand are the spider webs that are in that three that that were rendered in Toy Story Four in that antique shop. They wouldn't have been able to have time to go and design them and go and place them. So what they did was they 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 uh, created virtual spiders in world and they gave them spider properties and they went around and they planted down those what spider webs. Fuck? How
0: was that easier? That that apparently was a that is, spider
2: AI. Yeah. yeah, that is easier than it would it would have been to go and do it themselves. And it's like shit like that is what I find amazing. Like Wait. it's just genius genius
3: circumvention of of uh, of a property. That's easier, what I Easier maybe, but hell of a lot more time consuming. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll make the spider AI do it. Yeah, the what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the what spider AI? AI that I've been I've been cooking up in my uh my workshop, my spare yeah. time actually. <laughs> hey, the spider AI, it's my uh, ideal if, version of a spider. It's it's
2: one of those it's one of those things when like somebody finally pitched it in the meeting that everyone else just like smacks their head against their hand against the it. It's like ah, oh, spider AI. Yeah, why didn't we think about that? Yeah, of course. AI. Get it, get oh. it, get going. So, hey, get
3: get Musk on the phone. We got get the spider AI at SpaceX. Get
2: the fifth and sixth floor on this right now. We know they're not doing anything up
0: there and a mocap has come a long way eh? like i remember animations used to be horrible and now they're like they're 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 pretty great and it's Mm -hmm. amazing to think about um the first last of us all the facial animations was hand animated holy crap but
2: even 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 the skill at hand animating facial animation now has they people have gotten better like i think i think you mentioned me ryan that's that squadrons is hand animated they didn't they didn't do any mocap for that
0: oh i'm not sure i don't i don't know if i said that
2: Oh, I, I remember talking to you about that. And I I thought I'm gonna look that up after, but I, I I pre from someone somewhere said that that was hand animated. That was I don't I
0: case. don't even I don't remember even knowing that.
2: I don't
3: remember But talking. but
0: now they they have the facial capture now too. So like The Last of Us Two is all facial captured,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which looks even more incredible. So anyway. That's all we got for this week. I have one small bit
1: of information, not correction, but like something I just looked up in between. Okay. so the Oculus Quest and there's a couple versions of that or whatever it is, is the standalone headset VR thing. The Oculus Rift is their line of product that connects to a PC. I
0: imagine that one's cheaper then.
1: I'm not sure about that and look at the price, but just just a correction for people. So like in your buying habits or in your whatever you're buying, whatever the thing Rayjana was saying, you're buying upgrade cycle because the one is the ones like standalone so you don't now you it's optionally or at least the new one i think it's called the oculus quest 2 is optionally connectable to a pc the first one i'm not sure so you can optionally connect it to pc but it is a standalone one where it does all the computing on board and the rift Ah. you have to connect it to the computer
0: okay thanks for that matt um tim hello pitch your show (laughs) or or plug your show i guess rather
3: yeah I'm streaming four days a week on Twitch.tv/slash. How you know, that figures. Playing Control, and afterwards, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Maybe something short. I'm also thinking about diving into uh, a bunch of Sony exclusives pretty soon. So I want to get to God of War. I want to get to Horizon Zero Dawn, all that good stuff. Um, are you
2: Are you going to do that on place like uh,
3: for whatever form factor it will require? Okay, because like
2: uh, the Horizon is one of the few ones they release on pc so yeah there you go. yep
3: i mean uh, matt bought it for me for christmas on pc ooh, so it's I got <laughs> it's got that ultra widescreen support too oh yeah for my <laughs> ultra widescreen old ass 1080p asus monitors yeah Blood i might <laughs> might i make a suggestion tim if you're looking for something
2: short
1: but you should play the first you should play the first uh mafia definitive edition that's a hmm. short one. That's a if short you, one and a If good you one. want to
2: play something short, you should I play mean, the entire Mass Effect Legendary collection.
3: I mean, I will when it comes out, but um, I'm I'm trying to go with games that I already own. I don't want to buy anything for for, oh, Steam for a while now because I've got so many games that I haven't played ever. I was looking through my Steam library, like, I don't even know, a couple of days ago, and I was looking to see... Because you could can, can filter in Steam by games that you have never played... And barring a couple exceptions, because there's things where they're in there, like a couple of times, like the different entries for Counter Strike and like some old, old ass games that I, you know, I know I'll never play or like ones that I got in a humble bundle, but I only wanted the one game out of it. So, barring a couple exceptions, I have about 70 games in my Steam <laughs> library that I've never even installed. So, yeah, I want to uh, avoid paying for anything for a while. If we were if we were bigger streamers, I would love to do like a like play your entire Steam library, clearing out the backlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I think a lot of people do that.
2: You know, you know, what helps with the multiple game clients and unplayed games all over the place. A nice Excel spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That that should be my Twitch stream. Just streaming my spreadsheets. People Jesus would Christ. watch.
3: Yeah, there would be an audience for that. There would be an audience. The oddly right. satisfying crowd. Uh,
0: also, we're we're streaming uh, CSVs uh, at uh, Twitch.tv/slash DayOnePatchMedia. So yeah, right Quartermaster Adrian over here. Wednesdays after eight <laughs> Eastern.
2: I'm telling you now, I have way more fun just organizing stuff on the ship than ever going out onto the actual island.
3: Oh, I love going on the island. <laughs> and the the the, and stuff.
2: the logistics of just running stuff and warehousing—that's my shit. You right were there.
0: cooking.
3: Yeah, our, you, were, you
2: were cooking a whole bunch of meat the
1: yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah having Brian's, a dedicated is
3: actually super helpful
2: having Ryan's half eaten pork chop just sitting in the fucking barrel. <laughs> we got to we have to set the ground rules here okay. All right, we'll uh, see you guys
3: times. next week. See you next week, Ryan.
2: Peace. Peace.